1: In Louisiana, some female inmates are taking up residence in the state's most notorious prison. In Baltimore, an investigation from a 1969 cold case leads to police exhuming a body. And the FBI executes a sting on a Mississippi man planning a rape. These stories and more coming at you today, Friday, December 15th on Real Life for a
2: Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Gagavino. Friday, boys. Friday, Friday, Friday. Nine more shopping days. Something like that. Something like that, I think. Guess what I'm getting to do this weekend. What's he doing? I'm going to go see Tommy Cutlets play against the Saints on Sunday.
3: Cool. Who's he play for?
2: You don't know who Tommy Cutlitz is?
3: Mm-mm. Never heard of him. I missed it. Oh, is it, a, is it got,
2: Cincinnati's my, backup, backup? No, the backup? no, 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 no. So my Giants have won three games in a row. And they've won g- three games in a row playing a quarterback right. by the name of Tommy DeVito, right. who is an undrafted yeah, quarterback American, who American. they signed for $20,000. Who's Tommy Cutlett? Is he Danny DeVito's brother? brother? <laughs> so he, he lives at home with his mother. And, uh, and she makes his bed, makes his meals. And his favorite thing is her chicken cutlets. So it's Uh, become this thing now with his nickname being Tommy cutlets and it's, it's going bonkers in New York. I mean, they're selling Tommy cutlet shirts. Like there's no, my, my son's coming home from school today and he's like, dad, can we go buy some cutlets Uh, and bring them to the game? And when the Giants score throw cutlets, I'm like, that I don't. I don't think we can get into right. the Superdome with a bunch of cutlets in yeah, our bag. Yeah, but we can be interested in try. We can try that one. So I'm looking forward to that. But you know, I heard something. I knew you were going to be interested in Woody, and I was mm-hmm. shocked by this. You know, NBC has only got one playoff game this year that they are going to uh, that they're going to be covering, and they are putting it strictly on the cock on the cock. And so, I mean, that is – I mean, that's shoving the cock down people's throats right? is what that it's, is. That's
3: force-feeding the cock. <laughs> that's force-feeding the cock. you got to go watch the playoff If game. you're going to
2: watch that game, you have to watch it on the cock. I just thought
3: that that – Everybody's you know, getting into that, the, um Like Thursday night, it's on Prime now and and different shit. And then, yeah, I have to – can't even keep up.
2: Uh, well, that's one way or on. though – I mean, it's not like they do one off. So you've got to go by a month of the cock. Yeah in order to watch that game. And so you talk about leveraging content for money. They're leveraging one playoff game for a month of cock. I get it. Thank goodness. I already have a subscription to the cock. Yeah, I know you do. They are having a a special though, where you can get it open an only fans account. With your I subscription on that. the cock I for,
3: uh, I, it, my phone will not let me download OnlyFans. I don't. It, it sends me a confirmation email that never comes.
2: That's because it's got your best interests at heart. Yeah, sure you enough. There's, you don't, there's <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing for you to gain there. I want to wish Bon Fete toi, happy
1: birthday to you, and Cajun French to the crazy Cajun herself, my wife Wendy Chapman, yes, Wendy. is mm. forty nine years don't young. She doesn't mind. Share she's not vain like that. She yeah. don't mind. She That's looks twenty five, so you right. she she know, know she's proud is. to say I'm forty nine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, happy, happy, birthday, happy, happy birthday,
2: Wendy.
3: Wendy. Yeah, 49 I know trips your birthday, and I won't say why. I know your birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Wendy. We love you. Yeah, um, I'm uh, going to a debutante
2: right. ball, too. I
3: didn't mention that. Uh, hey, real quick, crime-related. Kayla uh, mm-hmm. Larison sent in a, I guess it was on Facebook, yeah, to Real Life Real Crime Daily page on Facebook, and she asked a question. She says, hey, Woody, question about polygraphs. Would it be affected by my pregnancy? Kayla if if the you find a polygraphist that could give you a polygraph when you're pregnant, you sue the fuck out of them. you're not that don't do it. The reason they don't do that is because lawsuits have happened in the past where polygraphists have given pregnant women uh the test and they end up having miscarriage and they come back and they sue the polygraphist oh, saying wow. that the, the stress of the test caused the, the deal so I don't test pregnant women. Period. So, the, uh, I, I I would suggest that they can wait. You know, nine more months if it's a security clearance or something like that, and you want to do it, that's on you. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with it. But thank you for the question, Kayla. Let's get into some true crime time for Friday. All right, and we're gonna start out right
1: here in Louisiana. And anticipating a housing crunch, Louisiana's prison system last week moved 18 incarcerated women into a building at the all-male state penitentiary known as Bloody Angola. Bloody Angola. Listen to the podcast, people. By Jim Chapman and Woody Overson. <laughs> there you go. It's the same building recently used to hold incarcerated youth in the juvenile justice system. Now
3: used to be deaf, right.
1: That uh, there you go. The Department of Public Safety and Corrections said it was forced to transfer the women to make room for three girls aged sixteen and seventeen at the women's prison at the old Jetson Center for Youth in Baker. Mm. The relocation is expected to be temporary. All the women are supposed to return to Jetson in about a month once the expansion has been completed. And all, there are about 430 women at the Jetson prison. Uh, The department is currently preparing another facility at the location for the adult offenders, which is expected to take place in approximately a month. Now... Louisiana's prison for women did not have enough space to accommodate the three underage girls apart from the adults. So it moved a small group of adult women to Angola while officials rearranged space at Jetson to fit everyone. The girls coming into the prison system, uh, Brynja Baker, 17, Linera, Uh, Tefa File 16 and Markel Curtis 16 pled guilty last month to charges of attempted manslaughter in the high profile murder case of Linda Frickey, which y'all remember we reported on this show several times. Fricky was a 73-year-old grandmother who was killed during a carjacking gone awry in 2022 where the girls and a a male by the name of John Honore dragged Fricky from her stolen car for several blocks after she got tangled in the seatbelt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike adult prisons, juvenile justice facilities and treatment centers are supposed to focus, you know, kind of entirely on rehabilitation. But children's advocates consider them more appropriate for young people whose brains aren't fully developed. There's been pressure uh, on prosecutors to treat minors as if they're adults in response to a perceived surge in crime. Uh, especially when they are suspected of committing heinous crimes like Fricky's murder. Still, sentencing the teenagers doesn't mean they can be treated exactly like adult prisoners. As a matter of fact, the Federal Prison Rape Elimination Act forces the state to offer protection to underage people to shield them from sexual abuse. Minors shall not be placed in a housing unit in which youthful inmates uh, might have sound, sight, or physical contact with any adult inmate, or they uh, share a day room or common space, shower area, or yeah. sleeping area with adults.
3: Stole my thunder on that one.
1: Yeah. So, uh, prison officials basically say that this is going to be a month long thing, but you know, they move those. The, there's lawsuits going on where they move right. the uh the underage boys out of Angola. Right. And uh, now they're moving adult females into Angola because they're having to do all these swaps because right. the prisons are full.
2: Now, will those eighteen no women at the end? Is will this, those eighteen so? women have any contact with men in no, Angola? Not supposed, no? to. not supposed to. But who knows? Well, uh, the men are currently scamming on how they uh, yeah. well, get uh, contact uh, I, I, with those the eighteen women. women are
3: scamming the same way, uh, both both sides get horny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but just so you clear again. Uh, um, it's a, it's illegal to house a juvenile with an adult criminal, the convicts, and Jim covered that really well. <clears yeah. <clears <throat> well, I mean,
2: we'll see time time what transpires. In that otherwise deal. shameless plug for your other podcast.
3: Yep. Uh, Bless Bloody Angola by Jim Chapman <laughs> and Woody Overcom- I'm sorry, the award-winning <laughs> best history. That's right. A, uh, Bloody Angola. Hey, you know what? Passwords are the bane of my existence. Like the cock, I'll have to, I'm sure I'll have to look up the password for whatever it is because my shit gets changed all the time, unknown, unbeknownst to me. But Netflix, you know, I don't really watch regular TV. I I watch all the, you know, streaming channels and Netflix being one of them. And I'm going to take you to Baltimore. And they actually did a series on it, uh, uh, on. Netflix called the keepers. It was a documentary series mm-hmm. about this crime uh, uh, when this, uh, this murders back in 1969. Let me tell you about it real quick. So some breaking news because of the, the keepers of documentary, but the FBI investigators are planning to exhume the body of a young woman whose unsolved 1969 killing has been a source of widespread speculation. Uh, so since, since it's been on that documentary, I told you about the keepers and the keepers uh, looked into the slaying of a Baltimore nun that unfolded days earlier under eerily similar circumstances. So Joyce Malecki went Christmas shopping in November of 69 at a mall outside of Baltimore and, and she never came home. Her body was found uh, on, a, on a military base just days later and it all taught us she had been strangled, right? And she buried in, in Baltimore and uh, and the family has confirmed that uh, as of Tuesday that the, they're going to—FBI uh, is going to zoom the body and it's planned for actually Thursday. And like I said, the case received renewed attention after The Keepers was released in 2017, raising questions about whether Malek's disappearance was linked to that of the murder of the nun, Sister Kathy Sesnick, who was found dead from blunt force trauma after she went shopping and never returned so kind of the same mo but also in 2017 the investigators exhumed the body of a Catholic priest father Joseph Mascale, to see if his DNA matched the evidence from the, the scene assessments death and the documentary questions whether well, the was killed because she knew uh, Mascale was sexually abusing students at the at the local mm-hmm. high school right um, it's just crazy as story but the the CBS in Baltimore, investigation revealed many of the victims, the sexual abuse victims, had confided in Sister Sessnick just before her murder. and But the DNA testing on, on the, the priest didn't match in the case, and so the case remains unsolved. Um, now the feds are getting into it and looking to, to the, the homicide of the 16-year-old Pamela Connors, who went missing in 1970 from the same shopping mall, as Maleki and died from strangulation. I swear mm-hmm. to you in the 70s, in the 60s and 70s, it's got to be the same person, right? I mean, at the same mall, there's no such thing as coincidence. I like that, especially not back then. So now they're using um, new DNA technology and genealogy research, and they've identified a suspect in Kanye's death who is Floris Clyde Williams III, who died in 2018 of natural causes. It, um, and he he has nothing on his record but a couple of minor criminal charges uh, over the rest of his entire life. So the it's it's just it's an ongoing thing. I think it's pretty cool.
2: And he didn't have anything to do with the church. I I, I,
3: they, they didn't say, but he moved, he ended up moving to Virginia. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he did it afterwards. The, uh, um, but anyway, they're going to get DNA from Alecky's body and and that, you know do this genealogy DNA and everything and uh um it's just pretty interesting I think yeah. can you imagine examining a body after 54 years I don't see how they there would be even any DNA left to collect oh uh, that uh, well you know what? and you I, I I've I mean I I that another that I've it's taken possible. apart and an whatever what you going to call them and somebody's bodies are like almost pristine and some of them are all just shriveled and down nothing, but yeah. you got bones and stuff. And nowadays they can get it from, they can go inside and get it from almost anything. I mean, they could, it's not like the early nineties where you could just get yeah. one type of DNA. Now they can get it from
2: even all, teeth, right? right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah anything. It, so. Totally crazy. And, and you know, the science of where things have been. My, my son graduates next year from LSU right. and, 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 and their, uh, anthropology, anthropology yeah. and, uh, you know they're going on a dig uh, this summer I believe it is to uh, to uh, somewhere where it's a hotbed for like dinosaurs and yeah. all that and they're gonna they're gonna dig and and do all these things but you you can go back to dinosaur age and and, and get pull big, it off big, I'm sure yeah. you could from 54 right. years ago yeah. yeah but it just blows my mind that science has come that far in such a short amount of time yeah
3: it's I mean it's, it's a shame that it took a uh a documentary on Netflix to get the people to go back and spend yep. the money to do this. I mean, obviously the bad guy is dead. Probably, you know, whoever he was, if he was in his twenties and I mean, or thirties yeah, stuff. and
2: 69. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's my age. Mm-hmm. I'm 54. So. Yep. Yeah. But. I mean, you're 50 something years, 54 years older. Right. So you could have been 20 you would be 74, but couldn't 20 could have been 30 and yeah. 40.
3: Yeah.
1: it's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ask the pro and Go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigel, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. This twenty-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com/rlrc and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com/rl
2: Okay, well, uh, this is a tough one. Let's go to Mississippi. A Mississippi pedophile who couldn't wait to rape a baby has been arrested after driving hundreds of miles to allegedly fulfill his sick fantasy. This guy's name is Dennis Allen Gall. And Gall was back again doing what he had started 25 years ago with his two-year-old nephew and other extremely young children. This guy went to jail for 10 years beginning in August of 2000 for sexually abusing a two-year-old. At the time, he confessed to a friend after she asked him if he had ever raped anyone. And he responded that it depended on her definition of rape. Gall claimed that the boy, this two-year-old back in 2000, was the one— who made the sexual advances yeah, the towards do him? That, right? And the two-year-old requested the sex. Mm. The friend told Gall if he didn't tell the boy's mother she would, and she followed through two weeks later when Gall didn't. The shocked mother asked her son if he had touched his babysitters, Gall was the babysitter, his babysitter's penis, to which he replied, No, mama, he's been doing it to me. He put his dingling in my mouth. And he made me put my dingling in his mouth, and he peed on me. The boy said, according to court yeah. documents going back, the pee would have been to two thousand. Yes, the boy's mother and Gall's friend confronted him, along with the boy's father and other friends and family, and that's when Gall said, "I guess I'm guilty." So somehow he was under the delusion that he was having consensual sex with this two-year-old. However, he again claimed he was the victim and had allowed the boy to perform oral sex on him. The child's mother called the police two days later, and this is back in April 16th of 1999. The boy told officers about even more horrifying things that Gall had done to him. Uh, Gall stuck to his story that the boy was the one who molested him, but a jury unanimously found him guilty. Okay, so that was 20. Uh, That was 2000. So fast forward 23 years. Gall's now 49. He thought he was meeting a fellow pervert in Chattanooga, Tennessee at some hotel on Monday night. The meeting's purpose was to abuse a 10-month-old boy. Gall salivated over raping the infant and planned what he called, quote, the best trip I've ever taken from his home in Picayune. Mm. He even sent photos of five baby outfits and a rattle shaped like an elephant he promised to bring with him as gifts. But as he shared his disturbing plans for the hotel room meeting, he never suspected he was speaking to an undercover FBI agent. The agent said he began talking to Gall back on November 12th when he joined a private telegram group. And App Gall preferred, quote, for fear of being caught. This is a second recent story that we've had where this— Telegram app was involved and uh, did a little research on that, and we'll talk about that at the end for just a second. Gall expressed sexual interest in boys aged 0 to 12, but they, quote, can be older if they look younger, he allegedly said. The agent suggested he had a very young boy, an infant, available if Gall was interested. Gall said he, quote, wouldn't hurt the baby but would love to play. The agent asked Gall if he wanted to have sex with the infant, and Gall responded that he would, quote, Love to see if it happens. "Quote looks like I may, uh, I may have to take a trip to Tennessee sometime soon," Gall said. Gall gave the undercover agent his phone number and um, uh, booked two rooms at the Hotel Chalet in Chattanooga as they set up this meeting. He told his, uh, he told the agent his birthday was December 11th and he was keen to celebrate it with the sordid road trip. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. This is looking to be the best trip I've ever taken. Well, uh, Gull never got uh, his rocks off in Rock City and he never saw seven states from a top lookout mountain. Instead, the FBI was waiting for him the moment he checked into his hotel room. The guy was released from prison in 2010 and obviously was registered as a sex offender. But do we really think he abstained from abuse for 13 years until this never. opportunity came up? Never. Never. Um, as as far as the, the Telegram app goes, it's uh, it builds itself as a free, secure messaging and audio calling cloud based app that allows you to send messages, photos, videos, and files to any type of uh, of any type to your contacts. But here's the here's the kicker: um, uh, you can also create groups of up to two hundred thousand people, and Telegrams become popular because it doesn't require a phone number for use. So you can create these groups, you can be talking to all kinds of people, and you're never having to give away your phone number. So, I mean, that that's an app people need to start looking into because yeah, we've, we've seen two of these outlaw cases. App,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, this state is just brings back Sick so Sick beyond
3: memories. all
0: uh, imagination of so
3: sickness. many memories of getting confessions out of people like him, where I have to pay, play it off like, oh, but dude, I get it. She's hot. Like talking about yeah, a four year old, they like, God. Yeah, 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 she is hiding. And I I totally get why you did it to her. And because and, she's that freaking hot, she, the shit I used to have to do, you know. Yeah. And then these motherfuckers get off on, oh, yeah, they're hiding. I'm even talking about a fucking three year old or a four year old. or And this dude, come on, man, somebody put a bullet in his head. That, hey, if you're listening in Tennessee, which is, I imagine, where he's locked up at. So somebody call a jail. And tell those guys what he's in there for, please. Get some prison justice. Yeah, hey, get it quick. Yep. And hey, I'm shocked.
2: Quick. I mean, he you know, obviously is a registered uh, sex offender. That it comes mean out, but a ther- thing. thirteen years. Who knows what shit he did in that. Some years. states had, had, are, are
3: very strict, and I, I never could get it passed in Louisiana, and I never understood why it wasn't passed. But a lot of states have as part of the um, sexual. Pro- um, Convicted sexual criminal parole, it's intensive psychotherapy, intensive parole follow-up, uh, more scrutiny than they get, and they have to be polygraphed. There's actually sex offender testing called Peace Scott in Louisiana, and they, they make the, them test three times a year on it, and they make them the convict pay for the testing. I don't know why. I know that people feel how they feel about polygraphs. Fuck that. It, if it keeps one of them honest, from raping a baby. Right. Because they don't stop mentally. That that castration bullshit, that doesn't work. It's it's still mental. That's right. 99% mental. That's right. Well. Tough one, y'all.
1: Very tough. Real crime.
3: Yeah. Um, You ever play Clue, either one of y'all? I loved it.
2: Yeah, yeah, not absolutely. in a long
3: time. I haven't yet. played it in, in probably thirty or forty years. I still to to love it. Figure out who did it, where they did it, what mm, weapon they did it with, then with a, in the in the whatever with a in the dining room
2: with a candelabra. Right.
1: Well, after you hear this story, the the people Milton Bradley or whoever makes Clue may come up with a new manner of you know how somebody died, and that would be with a golf club. What? Possibly because a forty four year old man was arrested on suspicion of murder. For beating a store employee and impaling him with a golf club. Impaling. Impaling him. On Friday of last week, uh Minneapolis, Minnesota police responded to a stabbing call and found a sixty six year old man at a store behind a counter with a golf club impaled in his torso. So impaled. He got stuck. He got stuck. He got jab bro, ju- with a golf hook, club. Smushed. Which is not exactly, right. you know, sharp. All yeah, right. So that tells you the force there. Medics arrived at the scene and transported this guy to the uh, nearby hospital where he died. Witnesses provided details about the suspect, and officers quickly located him at an apartment nearby. The suspect barricaded himself inside the building, which resulted in SWAT team being called out, bomb squad, and even a drone unit coming in for assistance. Uh, The suspect was surrounded after six hours. Uh, the victim had been identified as Robert Scathed and the suspect as Taylor Schultz. Schultz was booked on a charge of second-degree murder. Scathed was found in a pool of blood on the ground in, in what was known as the Oak Grove Grocery, with wounds to his head and face, as well as a golfed shaft in his torso. Schultz reportedly lived in the apartment building across the street from the grocery store, and one of the residents told police he lived on the 16th floor. Surveillance video obtained by detectives showed Schultz beating Scaft, then choking and punching him, and then he hit scapped in the head multiple times with the golf club, then impaled him when the head of the golf club fell off. Oh, I, was say, I was just wondering how in the hell. Oh, there it is. He, he was just beating him about the yeah. head and face. He broke, over, he just broke the damn head over. of the golf club off oh, and then decided yeah. to stick him with it. Uh, Minnesota police detectives obtained a search warrant to search his apartment and found clothing they believe Schultz wore when the incident occurred. He was believed to have been washing the blood off with soap. Minnesota, Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara said the video shows Schultz seemed to have uh, gone behind the counter and began to assault and bludgeon the individual behind the counter in a very grotesque way. That's how he described That's it. That's crazy. I would have to agree. Uh, Scaff was a talented and revered dancer who actually performed with the West Side School of Ballet. At the Kansas City Ballet huh. Before
3: he was they, murdered. and,
1: and it, What did they say
3: The motive was
1: They didn't even um, release A motive They You know They've got basically A video of, of Him just Beating the, the shit Out of this guy With and, a golf and, club
3: and, and, and impaling him And, and, that is like and the, A motive isn't that's clear one of yet the weirdest ways We ought to have A weirdest way less, less That's a Steven Seagal less. Type yeah, way That's right. like Right out of a Seagal movie Break your shit down And you break it off And then Jeez Louise Yeah, you know, 66-year-old man Yeah, that 44-year-olds all over. It was like that sex story Mike just did, and the 44-year-old would say he deserved it. He was asking for it. Yeah. Yeah, fucking sick. Golf club. Impaled
2: by a shaft.
3: I do have my golf shoes on today, though.
2: Well, and they're sharp as hell. Once once you, if you knock the head off of a driver and you've got that graphite shaft and it's just jagged metal at the bottom, I mean. You guys remember a few months back when we talked about this this former chef, Kenneth Law, in Canada who was sending out these kits, kits. these suicide kits? Yeah, well. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I don't remember. Well, let us
2: refresh your memory. Yeah, actually I do. Yeah. I can uh, assure you you're about to you. That story, it. when we did it, uh, claimed that at least 272 people in Britain had purchased products from law's websites and that 88 of those people had died. Um, the online packages allegedly sold by law include sodium nitrate, a common food additive that's lethal but uh, painless when used in excess. So we learned at the time that several other countries had also launched investigations into this guy. Well, now, finally, the former Canadian chef is being charged at home. He's charged with 14 counts of murder related to suicides in Canada as a result of his online scheme. The charges filed against Law are on top of 16 other charges he already faces for counseling or aiding suicides in Ontario province. Law was arrested in... uh, In May, for marketing masks and sodium nitrate, in June, the Canadian police released photos of the sodium nitrate, adding that a joint operation led by 11 police agencies from across Ontario were investigating the case. He's believed to have sent as many as 1,200 packages to people across 40 countries. Perhaps the most disturbing here is that the 14 Canadian victims, uh, law is accused of murdering were all between the ages of 16 and 36. Canada has a program called MAID, M-A-I-D, which stands for Medical Assistance in Dying. These are doctor-assisted suicides, legal euthanasia. To be eligible for MAID, you must have a serious illness, disease, or disability, be in an advanced state of decline that cannot be reversed, be experiencing unbearable physical and mental suffering or be in a state of decline that cannot be relieved under conditions that you consider acceptable. That's all the rules around these assisted suicides. In 2021, there were 10,029 made deaths in Canada, which was up by 34.7% from 2020. The first time we discussed this guy, I remember Woody saying something like, I want to see the ages of the people he's selling his product to because you were suspicious that he was marketing to a crowd that wouldn't be eligible for something like me. And And you were right. I also said they're going to come out and hit him for a whole bunch more
3: jurisdictions, especially small departments. that don't know anything about this stuff. Well,
2: it sounds like uh, Italy is the next country where he's uh, where they're. They've got a number of deaths that they're coming after them as well. Suicide deaths in the United States reach a record high in 2022, with nearly 50,000 uh, U.S. citizens are nearly twice as likely to commit suicide as British citizens, just to give a, a comparison. But suicide's the number, co- number call yeah. number two cause, number two cause of think death it's the population in the thing? no because it's per capita. Okay. Um, uh, suicide is the number two cause of death in the U.S. among 10 to 14-year-olds and 25 to 34-year-olds. Suicide rates in the U.S., this I didn't know, are highest in the so-called suicide belt, which consists of Montana, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, and Idaho. Really? That is the suicide belt. Never never heard of it. Knew that. But, um, but what sparked me looking at this story was, you know, we we sort of looked at it, at least I did the first time as well, you know, maybe this guy is helping out some people in other countries where they can't get around the law and they're living yeah. suffering and they're 85 okay. years old, but here we've got him at home making sales to 16 people who killed exactly. themselves who are between 16 and 36, and as you also pointed out at the time, who knows how many are buying There's these so to more. use
3: for murders. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, and and and... Freakiness.
2: Well, they're going to put them away. So, uh, but I'm sure there's somebody else out there who's got a similar so, small, small so. department somewhere. Don't know anything about it. Well, let's not gloss
1: over what Mike just said, which was that suicide belt part. I never heard that's, of that. That's though. interesting. I wonder why that is. I wonder if the weather plays. Weather, You know, I mean, look, uh, it rains around here much all for three production. or four days. I get depressed.
3: I mean, and it's just gloomy. You know, yeah, you get that. You I like to take a nap in the rain. <laughs> Not in the rain, but while it's raining. It Such <laughs> for the metal roof.
1: I mean, I don't mind the rain. You know, everyone. Yeah, metal roof. Uh, I don't mind that. But when you go through three or four days of just gloomy, cloudy weather, Man, yucky maybe. weather, I don't know. Maybe it'll change your attitude. Cold, sure. Yeah, but I, you would, no, then, look, then you would I'm see Washington
2: and and uh, and Oregon being really maybe the wide of space space. Some
3: I don't know, but I'm gonna look it up and get back to you.
1: Yeah, maybe it's the lack of of interaction with others. You know, I'm because you're, loneliness I'm could never, be a big never part
2: heard of it. That. It's also uh, in the U.S. 92, I think 92 point something percent is male of suicides. Are yeah, I believe that. Men. Oh man, I've worked a thousand of them. so
3: That's and interesting very, as well. I tell you what's even rare is for a female to shoot herself. I mean, i work worked plenty of female suicides but um only a couple with the gunshots because they don't want to mess her face up. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's pill one who pill, did it. Pill, pill pill, is pill is usually. One today, who did it in the closet in an apartment put towels down and everything and put her head down and, and shut herself up. Her. She
2: didn't want to make a mess in the apartment.
3: Mm. So don't do it, people.
2: Right, She's like it. my wife. My wife cleans the house the day before the people come to clean it. because oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, She yeah. doesn't want them to come to oh, a dirty yeah. house because oh, yeah. they won't want to come anymore yeah. if the house is dirty. Exactly. And I'm like, uh, honey, they come <laughs> to clean. Yeah.
1: My, Mike's but, like messing stuff up on purpose. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not picking that towel up. Right.
3: Got the cleaner coming tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, interesting. Don't do suicide, people. Get help. Yeah.
1: Apartment isolation, a temporary right. problem.
3: Oh. Story, story. It's mile, mile High, high Crime, crime
1: time. time. And it is a Friday, Mile High, in an apparent stowaway who somehow flew from Denmark to LAX without a passport, visa, or a plane ticket. May face charges. You think you may wonder how did he do that? How well, did he do that? Sergey Ogava arrived at Los Angeles International Airport via a Scandinavian Airlines flight from Copenhagen uh, and was not officially listed as a passenger on the flight manifest. As a result, he was detained by immigration at the airport and they questioned him. They say he gave false and misleading information on his travel process to the United States. According to investigators, Agava told customs officers that he left his passport on the plane. So they go to the plane and no, no passport. Agava was arrested on a single count of stowing away on an aircraft. Who knew that was a charge? Yeah, right. Um. So the complaint described O'Gava as an economist who was able to evade security in Copenhagen and board the flight. A search of his personal belongings revealed a Russian identification card and an Israeli identification Mm. card. O'Gava claimed he had not been sleeping for three days and didn't understand what was going on. Mm. O'Gava stated he might have had a plane ticket to come to the United States, but he wasn't sure. Mm. When asked how he got through security in Copenhagen, Ogaiva claimed he didn't remember how he went through security without a ticket. Mm -hmm. He also did not offer an explanation as to how he got to Copenhagen in the first place or what he was doing there. He couldn't remember anything. Now, three days, no sleep. eh might be possible. Flight attendants are quoted as explaining that Agava bounced around from seat to seat during the flight, asking for multiple meals each time they right. served him, he's trying to get some, <laughs> yeah. girl. On. So, not yeah. only is he is he flying without a ticket, right. he's, he's bouncing he, from one he, seat he, to he, another and keeps reordering him, the peanuts, right? right? So, so, Agava was booked into uh, into jail while they, they, they try to figure out, out of
3: his situation. Yeah, I mean, he's got all these fake. ID He's like Russian Fletch, or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. That
2: is strange. Well, <clears throat> well, they mentioned he was an economist, so maybe he was just trying to prove how good of an economist he was. He maybe so. got to fly here for nothing, and uh, and got to have multiple meals on the he had on any the flight. Money so. on him when he got here, No,
3: shit like that. Like, what, did he, what was your game plan?
2: Yeah. Besides
3: eating all the, I don't know what, what kind of fucking. What was, he was he his had. actual citizenship? Was it? Russian, Russian, or it? He, he had an cars. Israeli
1: uh, ID and a, a Russian, Russian ID, and uh, I mean, I suspect he was up to no good with all oh, this yeah. stuff going on. But, um, but then again, maybe not,
2: because if you're maybe if you're up
1: to no good, why are you bouncing from seat to seat, seat trying so to get a peanut? Yeah, <laughs> that I mean, is so can I get a
2: peanut? That is such a bizarre story. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what uh, what airport security is like in Copenhagen.
3: Uh, I'm <laughs> sure. I don't know. That's that's just bizarre. he might have just done it just for fun. Who knows?
2: Beth right. might have been
3: involved. There you go. <laughs> that's well, will let your,
1: your mile, mile high. high. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried recess mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to TakeArecess.com slash R-L-R-C and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today.
3: Yeah. Kinky, kinky. crimes oh. for Friday. Are you in the B's yet? No, I'm not. I didn't even <laughs> made it out of the A's. Uh, like the low <laughs> A's. Uh, but um, and that is not happening today. I gotta blush off some more of that next week. Uh, and because it is interesting as fuck, right? But Kinky Crimes on Friday. We talked about Airbnbs a lot on, on this show, and this, kind, this one involves that. So, sex on a balcony. For all to see, it's just one of the many troubling complaints coming from an Airbnb rental in in an upscale Texas neighborhood. It's troubling for somebody. Yeah, Residents of townhomes valued up over a half a million dollars are fed up with what they describe as sex parties. Violence and drug use (laughs) happening at the short-term rental. Video that has been circulating shows people having sex on an open balcony at the Airbnb, which is close to an elementary school. Uh, Two individuals decided to engage in some adult activities right there, right in front of us, right in front of everybody. One neighbor who asked to remain anonymous uh, said another shocking photo shows a woman wearing a thong outfit strutting along a cobbled pathway. Clips also showed (laughs) guests at the Airbnb shrieking and screaming at night while others paying expensive mortgages and rent struggle to relax inside their homes. People who live in the townhomes near Houston's Galleria Mall say this is not what they signed up for when they moved into the posh neighborhood with their kids. It was terrible. This was on a Monday morning. We could have kids. There's an elementary school just two minutes away, a different resident stated. Frustrated homeowners say they've regularly witnessed sex parties, fights, yelling, and half-naked people walking around the Airbnb. They are increasingly alarmed by armed people seen smoking pot illegal in the Lone Star State, who blocked the entrance to their homes. Mm. If I can describe in one word what happened in the neighborhood, it's filth. They bring <laughs> filth to this established family neighborhood, a third resident it. Residents showed records of phone calls and emails to the Houston police were pleased for help. After 87 attempts to get the cops to come out and shut down the out-of-control short-term rental, then townhouse, still remains in operation.
2: Eight, you I'm say 87? 87. I'm going to need that. According, a according to
3: the rental list, and the luxury home sleeps up to 10 people and can be reserved for as little as $486 a night. Hey. Yeah, that's a party Sounds right there, like right? a bargain. Get to trash somebody else's house. Photos of the property show black walls, large mirrors, and beds covered in Chanel bedding. Hey. And each bedroom is fitted with silky smooth linens, comfy blankets, and soft pillows that feel like you're sleeping on heaven's clouds. The online post says... The listing specifically spells out that parties are not allowed. Hmm. Airbnb did not immediately respond for comment regarding the party palace. The party palace—that's what palace, it's called. I oh, call love it. it with those Stack kind of sheets and the be effing in the beds
2: palace. instead of it's on the probably.
3: Uh, um, you know, it's probably your local dope dealer, a uh, mid-level dope dealer, and they're like, mm, "This is cheaper than a hotel room. I can bring all my hoes and bros over and and put ten people in here." 408, $486 a night instead of ten people in five hotel rooms, right? Maybe so. Yeah. You That's know, crazy. Kinky Cramps for Friday. Party Palace. Party Palace.
1: Gotta check that out, right?
2: I think we're going to a new spot on the globe to find a dumb criminal. I don't think we've ever had one from South Africa.
3: Mm, I think we have. You do?
2: Yeah. I'll have to go back. Oh, go. not a dumb criminal. No, I was saying crime stores. No man. Despite his name, Bobby Brightman wasn't <laughs> the sharpest tool in right, the shed. Bobby Brightman, the low-level crook, had spent much of his life in South African prisons. Bobby was a huge fan of the famous South African dish, Baba Tea. You guys ever have any Baba Tea?
1: No. Uh, actually, they have some places here that, that sell it, and my daughters love it. Really? Yeah. See that? Okay. Baba Tea?
3: Bob, yeah. I baba thought tea. it was
1: called Boba Tea, but it it's oh, it's might be Baba Tea. I thought you meant like no, a, no, no, no. Like a no, meal or something. No, it's not tea. It's not tea.
2: It's food. Uh, baba Tea. Oh, it sounds like tea, though. It sounds like Bobby's it, tea. it, it the, the, you, How's
1: it
3: spelled? Bobby's tea. B-
2: B-A-B-O, uh Excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it's b a b o t i e, but it's pronounced. Oh well, Bobby that's tea. not the same thing I'm thinking okay. of then. Okay, so you were thinking of tea. This is <laughs> yeah. actually food. Okay, it's it's a. I can't wait to hear. Uh, what this delicious dish? Must be. Uh, it's minced meat. Got a lot of spices in it and. Uh, uh, a lot of garlic, apparently, which okay. is a key part of right. this Sounds story. Good. I'd be curious. So um, be you can look mince, up B A B O T I E Woody while we're going. You can tell us about uh, Babati. but uh, so he's a huge fan of of uh, of Baba T, but he he'd had to cut back on it in recent years because it's really spicy and uh, and garlicky, right? It's like so. A Spanish <laughs> What'd you say? It looks like fucking sardines in a
3: can. Or okay, no,
2: it's not sardines in a can. I mean, that's why they have it presented. Okay, back to Bobby Brightman and his Baba T. Um, on a glorious Wednesday afternoon, Bobby, who's now in his mid-40s, decided, what the hell, and hit his favorite Baba tea spot, a place called Chewies just outside of Johannesburg. Chewy's. Bobby hadn't had his favorite in a while. So guess what? He did what we all do. He overindulged. He also hadn't planned on robbing a house that afternoon, but uh, uh, the situation was too perfect to resist. Here we go. A house he'd been casing for some time was always empty at lunchtime because the married couple that lived there would go out to lunch together every day. And and uh, um, it just so happened that Bobby's path home from Chewy's took him right by that, that house that he had been casing. And sure enough, when he went by it, the car was gone and... Uh, uh, he assumed the couple was gone. So hmm. Bobby parked his scooter on the adjacent block and covered up his face with a hoodie as he walked over toward the home. He approached slowly and didn't see any movement in the house. And to his luck, he didn't see another person anywhere, even on the street or around the neighborhood. He was alone. So he realized this was his lucky day. And when he tried the side entrance to the house, the door wasn't even locked. He just walked right in. There you go. So... He was now inside, but decided he'd take no risks and go for a quick hit. So he just was going to grab some valuables and get the hell out of there. So he went upstairs and uh, found the primary bedroom. You can't say master anymore. It's primary bedroom. You guys know that. Um, upstairs, and Jesus. and the walk-in closet, uh, in the walk-in closet, he found a bunch of earrings, bracelets, you know, her jewelry, um, and a couple of, uh, of men's watches. And he took all of that stuff filled his pockets with it, and headed back downstairs toward the door he'd come through. Well, that's when he noticed the homeowners who had just pulled up in their car, walking from their car toward the entrance, the very entrance that he'd used to get in the house. So some quick thinking from Bobby, and he dove under a large sofa in the main sitting room just as the couple came through the door. He figured he'd make a break for it when they left the room. Unfortunately for Bobby, the gentleman decided to sit on the very sofa he was hiding under while the wife headed upstairs. Bobby couldn't tell what the man seated above him was doing, but minutes later, the woman came running down the stairs, claiming that they had been robbed. The couple stood together in the room, never giving Bobby a chance to run out. He listened as the man phoned the local police to report the crime. The police would be there soon. He just hoped that the couple would give him an opportunity to escape. Now the two of them were seated above him together on that couch and they remained there cataloging the valuables that had been stolen until the police arrived. So Bobby had been under the sofa nearly an hour and the Baba tea was really starting uh, to back up on him. Yes. The woman got up to greet the officers at the door. And now there was an officer seated with her husband uh, above Bobby while the other officer was seated in a chair across the room, separated from a chair the woman was now sitting in. Gosh, Harley, the woman said, what was on the fish you had for lunch? He replied, uh, she said, I can can smell the garlic from here. Mm. He said, it was just lemon and butter, darling. I didn't have any garlic. I was going to ask Officer Petrie if he'd had a heavy garlic lunch. The couple and the cops all looked at each other and shrugged, each denying any garlic-filled lunch had been consumed, Mm. yet none of them could deny the heavy garlic smell filling the room. That's when Officer Petrie heard Bobby burp for the first time. Oh, God. The officer quickly dropped to his knees and peered under the sofa, where he gazed upon Bobby Brightman, laying on his side with oh, his hand God. covering his mouth. His craving for Bobby T. had done him in, and all Bobby could do now was sit back and listen to the banjos playing in his honor. Bobby. Bobby T. Garlic could get you every time. Yeah, garlic. Like Too garlic. much garlic on the baba tea. I like
3: garlic, my mom makes the bomb dot com garlic salad.
2: You looked up baba tea and it looked gross to you.
3: But uh, it uh, looked one of the, good one, to one me. of the pictures of was in a square dish with some like bay leaves on top of it, it looks like sardines for a second, but it wasn't. This looks like a shepherd's it's like a shepherd's pie, a or yeah, like a shepherd's pie. Yeah, uh, I'd be suspicious of the kind of minced meat they got down there in South
2: Africa. <laughs> Apparently. Big yeah. delicacy down there.
3: Yeah. That's I, I, I'm sure they got a lot of delicacies down there that, that I don't want to eat. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of delicacies here that they don't want to eat, like crawfish and oysters and blue crabs. That's right. Gar balls. Gar What's balls. The,
2: uh, the Aussie one? That's, oh, oh, Vegemite sandwiches. Oh, you ever have a you know Vegemite right?
3: sandwich? I shout out to, oh, God, I can't remember her name, Robin Joy. She sent me a can of Vegemite all the way from Australia. And I said it on the podcast. I never had it. I never, I still never opened it. I'm don't. <laughs> because of the 80s song. I just, yeah, I was like, the Vegemite. Who was the band? Bitch. You remember who, that? Who was the yeah. band? I can, uh, the men, men at Work. Man at Work, Woody. Yeah, I knew my 80s. Men. Shit. men at Work. I was a man at work in the 80s. There you go. Right. Any final thought? Yeah. Um, just love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. And the season is upon us. Um, just thankful for everybody, right? Yep. And then I hope everything
2: rocks. I'm looking forward to Tommy Cutlets and this game on Sunday. Yeah, and, good love for that. And what I love about yeah, this country is that, and my heritage is that we seem to be in this day and age one of the few groups that still loves being given shit by everybody else because yeah. this is. Nothing but making fun of a guy. There, when he takes the the field, they play the Sopranos music. Oh, He's got a, a, a agent in the stands who that's looks funny. like a, a, a total goomba. I mean, it's yeah. uh, and you know the, how the many spread? great Italian quarterbacks have there been? What's the spread? It'll, it'll Namath, be. They got to be like plus it, six or seven. Joe Namath wasn't Italian. He looked Italian. He does look Italian, but Namath. I mean, he could. I They could have cut. They could have cut off part of that last name at Ellis Island, but. Um, that's that's only going to be a couple points, probably. No it's maybe three or no four way. points.
3: I bet. I bet, it's, I bet it's six or more.
2: Well, it was five and a half against Green Bay yeah, on you know, Sunday. The Saints,
3: uh, been moving some ass, except for well, Saints are six and weeks. seven, Giants are five and eight. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. So. Well, you're playing in the dome now. You're in the dome, so get maybe four, four or
2: five. It's some dome phone. Don't don't it. bet against. Don't bet against. All right, We got to go back to
3: crime. Back to crime. Back to crime. Hey, if y'all, to, if you would go. Leave us a review and all that good podcaster shit. Make sure you check your subscription button, people. It's a real deal. Um, Apple's fucking it up for everybody. And just make sure you subscribe. That's right. and We appreciate y'all.
1: Happy birthday, Wendy Chapman.
3: Happy birthday, Wendy. Happy birthday.
1: And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Thank